This week we studied some of the halachas governing the collection of debts, and this year we discussed the prohibition of lo siyelo kenosha. Pasuk in Pashuk Mishpatim says, Im kesef imach lo siyelo kenosha lo If you lend money, when you lend money, as we saw previously, this is a obligatory mitzvah saseh to lend money to someone who needs it. The Torah commands lo siyelo kenosha, don't be like a creditor. Don't charge him interest. Mishnah Bab Matthias says that the Malva, the creditor, the Lova, the borrower, the Arev, the cosigner, the Adim, the witnesses, all violate various negative commandments when they participate in a transaction, a loan that has ribis. The Cham say even the Sofer is over a Labdaraisa. Which of Eris are they over? The Mishnah gives a whole list. Mishum lo sitein, umishum altikach meito, umishum lo siya lo kenosha, umishum lo sesimono lo nasha, umishum lo kneiver lo sitein mifshel v'yereisim elo kacha niyasha. So the Mishnah says that participants in a loan that has ribis violate numerous prohibitions, including lo siya lo kenosha. The Mishnah seems to understand that the prohibition of lo siya lo kenosha is connected to the end of the pasuk lo sesimono lo nasha that when they participate in a transaction that has ribis, they violate, in addition to lo sesimon, they violate lo siyelo kenosha. The Gemara, however, gives us an alternate explanation of the prohibition of lo siyelo kenosha. Someone has an outstanding debt against somebody else. And he knows that the debtor doesn't have the money to pay. He can pass before him. Rashi says that if you do, you violate, the, the Gemara says you violate lo siyelo kenosha. Rashi says, because he sees you, she'yireh v'yevo, she's embarrassed, Talmud lomar lo siyelo kenosha. So the Gemara seems to understand, nothing to do with ribbis. Even making the debtor feel bad, he can't pay, he's unable to pay, and you make him feel bad for not paying, that violates the law of lo siyelo kenosha. That's how we paskin. We paskin that this is included in the law. The Rambam counts this as one of the Tariag mitzvahs, that lo, he says it in the Sefer Mitzvahs and in the Yad HaChazaka, that lo siyelo kenosha is violated by someone, anyone who presses the ani, who doesn't have the money. You know he doesn't have the money. Mayaktilo, over below sasek, violates a lav daraisa, shenemar, lo siyelo kenosha. The Ram goes further, he brings, not only if you're tobehim, are you over the lav, it's even asr, asr la adam, laharastaf molabalchovo, to appear before the debtor, Again, at a time when you know he doesn't have the money, not just to appear and gaze at him menacingly, even to just pass by him, even at the lest you terrorize him, you humiliate him, even if you're not to obey him, it's Tavo. So this is all Oster. Not so clear whether even this mere silent passing by and appearing before him violates the Lav If you're to obey him, the Rambam says, over below sase. And it's Oster, Laharasat Molabalchovo. Just as Oster doesn't say you're over below sase. There's a discussion in the Akronim, as we'll see soon, whether that even Laharas Atmo violates the Lavda Raisa, or that that's a rabbinic extension. But either way, everything is Oster, and at the core, there is a Lavda Raisa against harassing the person who can't pay back his debt. There's a discussion in the Akronim. The Gemara's language was, Rabdimi said, the Yodea She'enlo. Rambam said, Post can bring this language, You know he doesn't have. What if you don't know whether he has it or not? Maybe he has, maybe he doesn't have. One might argue it's a suffix, suffix daraisa. If you have a piece of meat that you don't know if it's kosher or non-kosher, you can't eat it. It's oster. Oster me suffix, suffix daraisa lechumra. 
Should we say that if the creditor doesn't know whether the debtor has the money or not, it should be usher for him to be tabak, because maybe he doesn't know and suffering to rise to the Khumra? raises this question, says maybe it should be usher. After he says Ulay, maybe it's not usher, maybe that's uh, that's the parameters of this Isser. The Isser only applies if you know that he doesn't have. The Kesav Kidashim, the Bachacher, amplifies uh, amplifies upon this point. He says that he says that depends on your intention. The Kapeja is only if you know Vadai, if you know for sure that he doesn't have. The, it says Etani Imach, but he's Imach Begadar Ani Vadai. You know for certainty he's an Ani. He doesn't have the money. That's where this law applies. That's what the Torah prohibited. And we don't think so much Raisa Lachomra. You don't have to be Choshesh, because the Torah Dosha explicitly says only when he's Imach, only when you know for a fact he doesn't have the money. That's when the Isser applies. There's no Isser if you don't know. If in good faith you're not sure, you don't know if he has the money, but you don't know that he doesn't have it, but you don't know that he does have it, the, the prohibition does not apply. Furthermore, he says, there's a Chazaka Sheyeshlo, the Rambam, the Rambam himself, we read before, the Rambam goes on and says, you're not allowed to borrow money without having a plan, expectation to pay it back. So the Lovet is not supposed to do that. He can't be Ma'abi the Mammon to, to the extent that he won't have money to pay it back. He's not supposed to do that. So you have the right to presume that he has a plan to pay it back. Cheskes Kashrus. That he has, the, the chazaka is that he has the money, that he has some way of paying you back. So the Kaskadashim concludes Lakula, and this seems to be the consensus of contemporary post and contemporary uh, writers, that the prohibition only applies if you know that he doesn't know, but if you don't know, you, if in good faith you don't know, you're allowed to be Tabayah. The Kaskadashim also discusses the question we raised earlier, whether the law of appearing before him is Darais or Madrabanan. He says that maybe it's only Drabanan. He says that Lavar Lafana to cause him tsar, maybe that's Drabanan, maybe that's also Minatara, that's also included Osiyalo Kenosha. He goes back and forth on this point. Now the prohibition only applies again if he doesn't have the money. What does it mean he doesn't have the money? What if he has just a few dollars for food and for, for rent, for clothing for a month? We'll discuss that later. The halachas of Misadrin Lebalchov, we pass him that you're supposed to leave him that basin leaves the lobe a certain amount of money. They don't take literally everything, including the shirt off his back. So the, the Bachacha says that the Isra Vosilo Kenosha hinges on the rules of Mestadrin Lebalchov, Kifi Alachos to Seder Balchov, that if, according to Mestadrin Lebalchov, there's nothing left that Basin would take, he's not allowed to be even if he has some money, but if that money, the Halacha is, Basin leaves, leaves for him, leaves for the debtor, under the rules of Mestadrin, then Vosilo Kenosha kicks in. But, uh, but if, beyond that, if he has more money than that, then, then you're allowed to be Tavayim. Furthermore, the Bashachar is not sure whether the, whether the Isser of Losia Lokinoshe applies to other types of obligations that are not, lo, that are not based on loans. The Pasuk says, in case of Talvez Amit, then Losia Lokinoshe. Maybe it's limited to loans. What if he owes you rent or other types of obligations? Maybe it's not Shaykh, he says. He says, Kedome Loshayach Isruzah. The Ulai Mikal Makam, Bashachar's language is also, is often not so easy to understand exactly what his arguments are. Ulai says, maybe Mikal Makam Nachem Lizahar, even if the Pasuk, even if the Ikra Din is the Lav only applies to loans. Ulai Mikal Makam, perhaps nevertheless, one should avoid being an aggressive creditor and pressing someone who doesn't have money for any obligation. Maybe it's just a Svara, it's not Menshlaf, there's no Toelis for it. But whatever it is, he says, Ulai, a person should nevertheless be careful about this, even with regard to an obligation that's not a debt. Contemporary posts can also discuss this prohibition of appearing before him, that you might embarrass him, you might scare him or embarrass him. Is that only if you deliberately appear before him with intent to embarrass him? 
Or does that mean even if you cross his paths, you cross paths with him on an innocent, uh, innocent, innocent trip, you just you dominate the same shul. When you're going to show up in shul, you'll you'll scare him. Do you have to avoid dominating in shul? Do you have to find a different minion? It's actually not so clear. Mishpatei Torah of Tzvi Shpitz raises this question. He says you might argue that on the one hand he is going to be embarrassed if he sees you and he doesn't have the money. He may be very it's very plausible he'll be embarrassed. However, he says. So what? Does that mean you have to inconvenience yourself? He says, who said that my inconvenience as the creditor is uh, subordinated to his embarrassment as the debtor? Maybe, maybe, maybe it is, he says. Maybe, maybe, maybe your inconvenience is, is subordinated because his humiliation is a much more powerful uh, amount of suffering than your inconvenience of having to find a different minion or a different store to shop in. So he's not sure. He goes back and forth, he says. He hasn't found an, an authoritative uh, discussion of this, he says. Mustavri Yoser, that you're allowed to, he says, but he suggests, just tell him, tell him in advance, this is where I dive and this is where I shop. I don't mean to hint anything to you. I understand you don't have the money. I'm not trying to harass you. I'm just coming here for my own purposes and don't take this the wrong way. So that would be, that would be, he says, a good idea. And, and then at that, from that point on, he won't feel, he won't feel uh, awkward because he knows that you're not trying to harass him, that you're just, that you're just going to that place for your own, for your own reasons.